The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter in each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence. You are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode 83. I have no witty quips on this one. It's such a weird number. Yeah, because 83, there's nothing special to say. What happened in 1983? I don't know. Music did, I guess. I don't think we've done an album from 83 yet. I'll find one. Uh, Okay, you you can go ahead and do that while I do everything else, I guess. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, your hosts who are completely unprepared today are Chris and... Savannah, as per usual. Yeah, that's kind of always us. Like, you think if we're bad now, you should see us off camera. It gets even worse. We are just terrible human beings. We say recording time 6 p.m. We start at 7.30. (laughs) Just because. Yeah, we say Monday. It ends up Thursday. Yeah, something along the lines of that. That feels a little too on the nose this time. (laughs) Anyways, yes, welcome to another episode of the Right to Record podcast. Glad to have you with us today, hanging out, listening to music as we always do. And if you like what you see and or hear today, there's a bunch of things you could do to show us either all of them, some of them, or even at least one of them. Like, subscribe, rate, share, comment, follow. All of those things help build us up in the algorithm, help get more eyes and ears on the prize. And we want more people like you to be hanging out with us and talking about music. So please go ahead and do that in all the places that you can do all of those things can be found at ratetherecord.ca, all the social media accounts, uh, requesting albums, all the streaming links, ko-fi.com slash ratetherecord to join the RTR club for five bucks a month, and merch! All of that stuff found at ratetherecord.ca, so make sure you're visiting there, bookmarking that, and uh, saying hi to us wherever. Yeah! I, I got nothing. You were really on a roll, and I don't think you forgot anything, so kudos. Well, to anyone who tuned in last week, I was not on my fucking game. <laughs> oh, you were not. Uh, a mix of a, a small mix of alcohol, but an even larger mix of absolutely no fucking sleep. It, it was the most like delirious I've been in an episode. And you could hear it all in that edit. I heard myself slurring all episode. I was like, oh, this is terrible. Yeah. And then just waiting for me to interject, even though I don't didn't have much to say, but I could just tell you're like, Please say something. Please help. Well, at me. one point, I literally at one point I literally said, "Please stop me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I left that in the cut too. You can go back and watch that. It's all, it's there now. But yes, this is episode eighty three, and uh, we're going to be talking about Metric today, the band Metric and their two thousand nine album Fantasies. Uh, so yes, we do indeed talk about music, uh, even though we're bantering a lot right now. But you know that we eventually get to it sooner or later if you've been here before you already know that and you know that you gotta wait a little bit so hey welcome back thank you for coming back glad you're here super duper appreciate it and we hope that you have fun today if you're new here welcome to the show we hope you enjoy your stay uh have fun getting into this uh quote-unquote community that we have that has just grown so tolerant of us somehow and you could be a tolerant person too uh so that means you also don't know what we do here each week besides just talk way too much so each week savannah and i will choose an album be completely at random like today for example absolutely and like last week too we also do album anniversaries we've done plenty already we've got plenty more coming up and same thing with album requests plenty in the past plenty more to come but regardless we will choose an album we'll discuss it at length from front to back we'll rank the songs and then we rate the record that was the most off we've been if, if you couldn't read my face, it was, 
ooh, Savannah's up to some shenanigans. She's going to be silly. Well, when I'm saying this stuff, I'm when I'm saying this stuff, I'm staring at the camera. So like you're kind of like in my peripheral vision, so I yeah. can't see your like facial features. <laughs> Excellent. I can see you kind of like shifting back and forth a little bit. So that can mean anything. Uh, that means ooh, I'm getting Nancy to really mess this up. I was either gonna say like that. Th- that's you uh, plotting something, or your ass is itchy and trying to do that like weird scratch on the seat without actually scratching it. Both. Excellent. Cool. So I nailed both of them. I'm on a roll today. Yes, you're welcome for knowing that. Cool. Awesome. Well, we all get itchy asses. It's nothing to be ashamed of. (laughs) Itchy ass anonymous. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. The IAA club. Let's do that. Just alongside the RTR club. Ten bucks a month. Join the IAA club. Yeah, that's disgusting. (laughs) Show picks. What? Anyways, so this week, as I said, we are doing <laughs> Metrics Fantasies album. Am I, am I have I really recovered from last week? I don't know. But anyways, yes. Uh, so I chose this album today. So I will let you know a little bit about the band and the album that we're doing today. So Metric is an indie rock band from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. The band originally formed in 1996 after vocalist and synth player Emily Haynes met guitarist and vocalist Jimmy Shaw. The pair met at a bar in Toronto and bonded over their distaste of the music scene in the area. Uh, That sounds very pretentious. (laughs) Uh, They began dating around that time too, and I believe they may still actually be together. I couldn't find anything about them breaking up, and I couldn't find anything saying that they're still together though, so I'm going to go ahead and assume they're still in the same band or unless it's like a no doubt thing they broke up a long time ago and they're still just hanging out though i think they are still together though because they appear in videos together still and everything anyways they moved in together at a place haynes was staying at in montreal and would go on to record their first ep slash demo under the name mainstream and the demo was actually just called mainstream ep and by the way from that ep to anyone who's heard it i really like the song butcher but it was hard to find forever because it's technically not by metric so just wanted to throw that out there in 1998 though they did change the name the group to metric apparently it was a random idea based on setting on a setting on shaw's keyboard that's the weirdest (laughs) (laughs) metric okay that's us okay gotcha perfect i've heard some pretty uncreative names so whatever that's oh my god that's 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 like the least interesting story regardless so after shopping the demo around during that year they were signed to a development deal with warner brothers records and eventually signed a publishing deal with chrysalis records as they began work on their debut album grow up and blow away they signed with a new label they finished the album in april 2001 but due to the label being bought out the album was actually shelved and not released until 2007. they just kept that shit on the back burner forever because apparently too they, they wrote more music since then and they're just like this doesn't even sound like it anymore but i guess we'll release it yeah. later why why not and so yeah their debut album actually came out like six years after the fact instead they jumped ships again to last gang records wrote a whole new album and formed an entire band rather than just the two of them their debut album their actual real debut album this time old world underground where are you now would be released in september 2003 over the course of the years and three albums they grew a sizable underground fan base and managed to garner generally positive critical reviews eventually with the success they found they formed they would go on to form their own label metric music international and their first release would be today's album so fantasy is the band's fourth studio album and was released on April 7th, 2009. It was self-released through their own label, as I had mentioned before, and it also went through Last Gang Records. The album was recorded at Electric Lady Studios in New York City and Metalworks Studio in Mississauga, Ontario. I was going to go to Metalworks at one point. I I was going to say I almost went there until I realized that I couldn't get um, federal funding to go at the time. Private school and like 10, 20, $30,000. And I was just like, that's just not crap then. 
Yeah, imagine where we'd be if we actually went. Yeah, imagine we met there and not at Mohawk, <laughs> and then this podcast started like ages ago before podcasts Dang. were even cool. Dang. Well, I mean, look where we are now, anyways. <laughs> well, I don't know. I I can I, I guess I can speak on behalf of that. I suppose. <laughs> Uh, the album was produced by Jimmy Shaw and Gavin Brown, who has actually worked with the likes of Billy Talent. He did Billy Talent too, by the way. So I mean, Ooh. like the album that we've already done on the show, already yeah. covered that one. So he's uh, been on here before. Cool. He's also done Three Days Grace, The Tea Party, but no, not uh, Transmission. It was like Seven Circles or something like that. Thornley, oh. Big Sugar, Great Big Sea, Cancer Bats, The Tragically Hip, and a plethora of other notable names. Like seriously, this guy's got a hell of a resume. I was quite impressed by it. Nice. Uh, the album was originally slated to drop a week later, but was leaked which forced the band to have to release it asap a few songs on this album such as front row gold guns girls and help i'm alive have been featured fairly prominently in many forms of media including tv shows movies and video games so many people became familiar with it very quickly the album has mostly positive reviews holding a 77 on metacritic out of 29 reviews the la times gave it a 3.5 out of 4 the guardian and our bffs over at all music gave it 4 out of 5 and then me given an 8 out of 10 the av club b tiered it but Entertainment Weekly B-plus tiered it. Ooh, one's upmanship right there. Not bad. Love it. Uh, the album has won a few awards, such as some Casbys, which I believe is like a defunct uh, award now. So the that, that, that something, yeah. Uh, Canadian Awards, uh, something cho- chosen by you or something like that. I don't know. Uh, an NXNE award, and they also won two Junos, one for Alt Album of the Year and one for Group of the Year uh, in 2009. Uh, the album hit number six in Canada and... Uh, and on the U.S. Independent Albums Chart, and it, and it ended up at number 43 on the Billboard Canadian Albums of the Year chart. I was doing so well, and now I'm starting to fumble, but I'm almost <laughs> done. One more sentence, I promise. It managed to go platinum in Canada, and I couldn't find any more information than that, unfortunately, but hey, it went platinum, so that's cool. The album produced six singles, Help I'm Alive, Front Row, Gimme Sympathy, Sick Muse, Gold Guns Girls, and Stadium Love, although I think Front Row and Stadium Love weren't technically single two of them aren't like technically singles but they were like yeah. radio promo oh okay. four of them at least have videos oh interesting i couldn't i couldn't pin down which ones were like the actual legitimate singles, so i just picked all six of them i uh ju- just a a little aside listening to this album um i didn't recognize any of the song titles but listening to the song i'm like oh i've heard this Oh, I know. I recognize this one. So it's kind of like uh, you last week with the Black Crows. You're like, oh, okay. Once I started listening to it, I was like, twice yeah, as hard. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah, one. <laughs> I know this. But looking at the the track listing, you're like, I have no idea what any of this sounds like. Well, I, I figured you probably would have heard at least two or three of these songs. Yeah. And I, if we did like an older metric album, you'd probably recognize a few of those too, like Dead Disco, Monster Hospital, stuff like that. Like you probably, you probably doesn't sound familiar, but if you heard it, you're like, oh yeah, that. Thank you, Canadian Radio. Exactly right. <laughs> can, con, can, con. Anyways, we will actually get on with the album review now. So we'll start with track number one, Help, I'm Alive. Okay, so this is the number one song that I definitely have heard multiple times before. Absolutely no idea what the song title was. I don't think I've ever heard it, Um, but I really enjoy the music accompanying the verses. I don't know if it's like goes down to acoustic guitar, but like the strumming is very nice and ooh, it just, it does tickle my brain and I like that part. It's my favorite by far. 
Yeah, w- uh, with this one, I'll just jump to a note that I actually have written a li- little later on. Like, I really do like this track. I think it's nice, but it feels like a demo. Yeah. And it's weird. And, like, I don't know if that's just because it's the way I'm listening to it or because when I first heard of this song, when it like they were kind of teasing this album a little bit back in 2009, um, Emily Haynes released, like, a piano version of this song of just her playing piano and singing wow. it. Uh, so I was kind of like expecting something like that. And also like the bridge wasn't there either. Like the one with the electric guitar strumming, uh, mm-hmm. that, that wasn't in that version. So it just, it was very different to listen to. Uh, like this just felt like a few brief ideas being played with and like put all together, but like, it feels incomplete that way. I don't know. Just, I was kind of hoping for like a little more, um, fluidity and good mm-hmm. transitioning, but I don't know. Just, it felt like three separate ideas that just kind of got thrown in. Uh, I found it annoyingly repetitive and that there wasn't much of a change of lyrics or music. So it feels like I'm listening to the same 30 to 45 seconds over and over for almost five minutes. Well, yeah. And that's, that absolutely touches on what I was saying about just like, (laughs) it feels like a demo because like, it just feels like these patch patches of ideas that just kind of got thrown in. It's like, you got your big vest and you're putting all these different patches on. They don't necessarily match up with each other, but Hey, this is my cool vest, bro. Help. I'm alive. (laughs) It's like, are you okay? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think they're alive uh, or okay. Um, yeah, I, I didn't really have much for this one. I really liked that part during the verse. That stood out to me. Um, there, The drums during what I assume to be the chorus uh, sounds like triplets uh, or to my best guess, whatever it was really added to it. And if it was missing, it would sound sort of boring. So I like that. Um, I just hope that the rest of the album isn't uh, little snippets repeated over and over and over again. Uh, she says in the first song with nine more to go. Oh, they don't all do that though. Come on now. Yeah. A lot of them do. Um, I would listen to this to recreate my youth. Well, I mean, I was just leaving high school when this album came out. So I mean, like, there you go. That's technically still my youth. I was starting college I was 20. So hearing this is, you know, when uh, all the sort of indie bands were cool and just there was this whole aesthetic and idea around music that sounded like this that I didn't buy into. But, you know, when you're standing on the fringes, you see what's happening in the center. And that was this. So I got whiffs of it, but I was never into it. Yeah, you got like metric, broken social scene, Death mm. Cab for Cutie, <laughs> like stuff like that. Although I, I really liked Death Cab for Cutie when I was uh, growing up and everything. They had some yeah. pretty good songs. Um, but yeah, there's something about this track and like Elden having such a like a soft start. Um, I, I don't know. Like it, it was fine. I guess I was expecting a little more of an energetic thing to kick it off. But usually, gets like first and last songs are kind of a good thing to just kind of ease people in. Yeah. So you can just do what you want. So it's fine. Um, I do think that that beating like a hammer refrain does like a lot to like kind of build up a little bit of tension though. So at least the song has that. Uh, and speaking of the refrain though, I actually do like the kick drum on those constant quarter notes, just like resembling the beating of a hammer. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool, especially because it's not like super loud or abrasive or anything. So a, a bit of a clever composition there. I, I, I like that. Uh, but yeah, overall, I mean, like, again, it's a fine track, pretty repetitive. Uh, the last course and verse were not needed. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, nine more songs to go. Nine more songs to go. Well, 
It's kind of like me trashing. Uh, it's funny how much I trashed the Black Crows last week, but I still came into like a 75. So mm-hmm. it wasn't even that bad. Well, we we'll see what uh, what scores we got here. So they're, they'll either be surprisingly low or surprisingly high. Uh, I, I feel like we got something about a B tier album on our hands here. <laughs> Song number two, Sick Muse. Okay, so the intro guitar sounds nice, but it reminds me of something that I cannot put my finger on. Really? And I played it over and over and over, like the whole song, obviously, but just that intro, and I cannot place. I, I don't know whether I've heard this song before. Maybe I heard it while I was sleeping, and it subconsciously got into my brain. But there's something about that intro that just, like, I, I sit there and I'm just snapping, going, like, I, I know this. So that was killing me. But once I got past that, I really liked the new wavy sort of feel and the um, vocal harmonization that she does with herself, I think sounds fantastic. Yeah, and she does that a lot in this album too. Like yeah. there's a lot of moments with her own uh, harmonies that sound really nice. Uh, yeah, I love the, I love the uh, the intro of the song and like in the verses how it's just mainly her and the guitars and everything like that. Uh, mm-hmm. And then there's like a build up to the bass guitar too. So I think that was really cool. So the, like the guitar work on both the electric and acoustic are fine. And then the bass starts like teasing itself prior to the pre-chorus. I just love this slow introduction and it kind of gives like a f- good full warm introduction to the band at this point. Like if you counted this as like the first real song and not just like the intro of the album, then I think they did a good job here. Um, uh, what I assume to be the bridge, there's a lot of parts in these songs that I had to literally look up the lyrics just for the song structure to know what is what is the chorus, what is the pre-chorus, because I have no idea. Um, and there are a lot of choruses, if you're wondering. In this album, it is 98% chorus. But... What I assume to be the bridge is pretty noisy, and I would have enjoyed if the song ended after that, but they came back for another chorus. I think it would have been nice that for it to sort of, I, th- I, from my recollection, the song sort of dips down in uh, volume and then comes back up, and I just wish it didn't come back up because we don't need another chorus or two at the end. Would have been nice to just end. I, I didn't I didn't mind that because the thing is like I like that the bridge was able to come back after the chorus as well that second time. Uh, I, I, I really like the way it sounds. I think it's a lot of fun. And so it was good to hear it twice at the very least. Mm-hmm. Like I dig the harmonies on the vocal and the bass writing on that one note is a very much a feel good moment too. Uh, and the choruses are fun too because like they have this like big, uh, this big full feeling which not every chorus on this album has that full feeling. So it's nice to have it when you get it. Uh, and it doesn't blow out the volume either. It still sounds like fairly well, like, I don't want to say compressed, but like just well produced overall, like how it's just not too much in the headphones mm-hmm. at once and everything like that. And the reverb on Emily's voice in the chorus too is also a great choice. Adds a lot of character to her part. So there's just a lot about this song that I actually do like. Um, I do have a question and then just one last note. Uh, my question is, is she singing everybody, everybody just wants to fall in love. Everybody, everybody just wants to play the Wii. No. Okay. And I won't um, buy into your joke either. The answer is no. There was no joke. That was literally what I heard until I looked it up. Um, and I would listen to this. Well, you did. So that's the good news. Yeah. The bad news is she doesn't say we. Damn it. 
Right. What do you want? Well, to- I mean, it's 2009. Like the Wii was a big thing. I I assume I've never owned one, but you know, maybe it was topical. Maybe uh, let's move on. That that would <laughs> that, that's how you age a song and a band so poorly when oh you mention God, like references. any sort of technology of the time. Like uh, a song I really like by Public Enemy is called "As Long as the People Have Something to Say." Released in 2005, and right in the beginning, uh, Flav's just like, uh, "We're back on whack, CDs, DVDs," and I'm just like, "Oof, that 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 that, that was 2005 for sure, buddy." I was gonna call out VHS, but you might as might as well. Yeah, there's there's a whole bunch of things that don't really uh, add up anymore in songs. That's why just mm-hmm. don't mention technology in songs. Just don't do it. That's it. Yep. Even make it up because it'll exist one day and then be predated again. All right, so song number three, moving on now to Satellite Mind. The fuzzy bass that really starts this is nice because we get that low end with the floor drums. Mm, I'm down for it. And it kind of has like this punkish feel, punkish sound to it. Down for it. Yeah, they they don't necessarily have punk roots, but they dig into it every once in a while, mm-hmm. like across various albums and everything like that. Uh, and you definitely hear it in this one, too. It's just obviously more of like an electronic kind of poppy feeling type of punk. So, but the, yeah, they kind of bring their own unique spin on it. So I do enjoy hearing that when it happens. Yeah. Um, I really like how the vocals feel like a little tired, but playful through the verse, because like, obviously, like, especially in the verses, the song is very like low key more or mm-hmm. less so uh there was a, i like how she's like playing with the vocal melody and those the occasional like note drops that she does like hold dear <laughs> like those kinds of the things uh i don't know I, I i like that it's a little bit playful considering there's not a lot going on so it caught my attention the chorus gives me like moderate 90s vibes and like i'm so here for it i don't know it, it might be just bits and pieces of the vocal melody that kind of spark memories. Um, but I like it nonetheless. Um, I'd put this on the playlist. I'd put this on my playlist, but immediately forget who sings it when I hear it. Um, it's going to be one of those songs that I listen to and I'm never going to remember who it is, but I'll always remember, oh yeah, I like that song. Oh yeah, that one sounds okay. Um, and I may have gotten into metric like at the time if this was a single and was constantly played and I was bombarded with it because if I heard this in 2009 I probably would have liked it immediately fair yeah it's definitely not a bad song mm-hmm. um I, I like when the guitar kicks in during the pre-chorus uh I I really I like that feeling of like the change up that really catches your attention because like it's other than that it's like mainly like bass and synth bass and stuff like that so then the guitar comes in and like changes things up there's also this like sliding synth in the background too it's a very quiet layer in the background but I like that because it just kind of again adds another interesting layer that when you're listening you're like oh that's kind of neat and then just kind of goes along with everything else so that's cool. And there's also like a lot I like about the ending of the song too. Uh, I like how they didn't have to bring it back with another chorus. So that's yes. super cool. Um, things have really built up here and it like they're, they're being really built up and it feels really appropriate the way it's building up to everything like that. And each repetition of the refra- uh, refrain, see now I'm starting <laughs> to lose my footing here, footing, wording, whatever, but each repetition of like the refrain is done slightly differently than the previous time. So I enjoy that. So each time you hear it's like something new. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, There's like a bunch of minor details I won't even dive into too, but uh, I do like it. Like this, this is a good song. Uh, I like the vocalizations again. 
ending the song. I found that it was interesting and somehow fitting to the song. It was really nice. And I'd listen to this while dancing erratically. All right. Which I did uh, frequently. I would say last week you mentioned uh, you mentioned dancing and you had your earbuds in and people told yep. you to stop. And so I can yes. only imagine it got worse this time around. I made sure I was alone. Good, good. Uh, but, then, but then but then the guy peeking in your window knocks. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> You're ruining this for me. You're ruining my moment. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's there's a song later on um, that I I definitely have a dance to and it is perfect. And every time I would listen to it in the living room, I would dance to it. That's I wasn't asked to stop, but I was asked what it was I was doing. So we're getting closer and closer to acceptance. Do you think you're creative? Do you think you're funny? <laughs> you're yes. just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all I got. All right, we'll move on. Song number four, Twilight Galaxy. Um, and Emily herself, despite not like going super showman or woman, I guess, in this point, in this particular song, this one really stands out for her. Uh, not because she's like belting anything out, but because the instrumentals for the most part are just like really muffled and buried in the production. Uh -huh. uh, so her vocals come out very clear on the mix. So like this is this is about as close to acapella as she's going to get in the entire album. And actually, she's like, she's got a great voice. I've always liked her voice. So it's just nice to hear. Uh, speaking on her voice, haha. Um, I'm just glad that this came out before uh, the, I guess, surge of women singing in cursive. Uh, I can't stand that. It's just like women who are singing the like airy breathy voice. That. I hate it. I hate it so much. It's like I'm listening to a voice carried through the wind over like 60 miles. I think I've heard, heard it described as it so earthy much. vocals. Yeah. I, I don't know uh, if that's the true definition of it or anything like that, but I've heard it referred to as earthy. I'm like, when I think of something earthy, I just think of dirt. So do you not I think, like yeah. it? <laughs> I think of like dirt and like substance or something, but this is, there is nothing. But with her voice, I've noticed even up until now, it's clear, concise. I hear it. It's nice to hear, uh, especially with going back and listening to when, you know, the voice was more, I don't know, projecting. Um, but this song in particular sounds like a song by Lights from like 2006. I don't know. I'm personally not a fan of her music. That's just me. But that's what this song. Did she have that song me. Drive My Soul or whatever yes. the hell? That was like her big debut single or something like that. Yeah, which also sounds like February, February Air, which sounds like every other song that came off that album i don't i don't know that's just uh that's just my opinion but i do have a positive about this one all right um i no do i oh my god no i don't <laughs> okay yeah no i don't know if you have something positive i'll throw my negativity after that uh a little bit because i don't i don't have a whole lot of positive for the song either okay right. um I, I, I tried to keep this as nice sounding as possible, though. I just said that this one's a bit of a drifter. And by that, I mean, like, this would work better as a soundtrack piece, not as an album piece. Yeah. Like, if you're watching a movie and there's, like, a scene, maybe, like, as much as I like Emily's vocals in this, if you just remove those, had the instrumentals and, like, like a montage scene or some sort of just scene in a movie, it works. It's fine. I like it. But, like, here on the album, it's not sitting so well. Yeah. So, I don't know. You just kind of drift through this one either like hypothetically metaphorically speaking or you can just 
fall asleep and wait, wake up during the next song when like the first guitar lick actually kicks in. Uh, I will say too, I do enjoy the vocal harmonies in the chorus. Uh, in a song this minimal, it's nice to have layers like that. So at least they thought about that much and it wasn't just a complete slog. So there's that. Um, there's not much to note about the, and I'm just going to read this all verbatim. Uh, there's not much to note about the music because it's really just a beat with some synths pushing the melody along. I wish there was something more to the song. Maybe like maybe more synths to create mystery of some kind too long to provide such little musical payoff. I do still like how clear and discernible the vocals are. I will probably uh, say that more than a couple times during this whole album. And I would listen to this while depressed. I would listen to Elliot Smith. <laughs> well, they we're actually, doing this album. They actually did a cover of Elliot Smith. Did they? Interesting. Uh, it it might have just been Emily and uh, Jimmy or James, whatever you want to call them. Uh, they did a, a cover of his song Between the Bars. I, I can't tell if she might have been intoxicated for it, though. She had sunglasses on and was kind of like swaying a lot. So. <laughs> I don't know. And it sounded okay, but it wasn't super good. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, have you ever heard of uh, Emily Haynes and the Soft Skeleton, her like solo project? No. That's sad. You want sad? You want to listen to music being sad and shit? That that, that solo project right there. Mm. No, I'm good. There's some interesting songs on there, but overall, a lot of it's pretty damn sad. Trust. And actually, I think Help on Alive was originally supposed to be a Soft Skeleton track. I might be wrong about that, but then it just went over to Metric. Oh, so did that come first then? Yeah, Help I'm Alive was like what started the album cycle, essentially. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I thought, I figured that uh, maybe her doing some sort of solo thing came Oh, sorry. I, yeah, you're, talk, you're talking about the project. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it started in the, the mid- I forgot what it's called. started in the mid-2000s, so it was like during Metric. Oh, shit. Okay. I think they'd already released two albums <laughs> at that point. And then she's just like, hey, I'm going to do this. She released two solo albums, and then the third one just a handful of years ago. Um yeah, she doesn't really do that anymore because she literally was playing a show once uh, as Soft Skeleton. And then halfway through a song, she just stopped. She's like, I don't really want to play these songs anymore. Oh, and then shit. she so she just spent the rest of the show talking to the crowd. Interesting. Yeah, so, I've never heard that band or anything. It's, it's pretty before. good. I will say that. It's sad, but it's pretty good. I do enjoy it. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, I guess we'll move on now. Uh, song number five, already at the halfway point, Gold Guns Girls. This sounds a little less than vaguely familiar. It's little bits of it. I'm like, maybe I've heard this before, but I'm far more unsure than with the other singles. Well, this one was a single. This one was a video. And I believe this this one might have been featured in Zombieland, if I'm not mistaken, the movie Zombieland. Definitely haven't heard it. Um, uh, So... The guitar that in, intros the song and comes back up multiple times, when it stops before the verse starts, it sounds far too abrupt, but I am glad that it comes back for the chorus because I actually kind of enjoyed it. It was like noisy, and then when the verse comes in, it's quiet because it's gone, and then it comes back in. It just seemed, I don't know, it was a little jarring, a little personal nitpick. It, it would have felt like too much if it continued through the verses, though, because I kind of like the drop off of it. So you just kind of get this like quick pace of a verse kind of pushing you through. Ring it out, then. 
just hit your last note and then let it die instead of cutting it off. I don't know. I kind of like the dead note approach to it. Mm. You don't hear it that often. And it didn't sound messy when they did it either. I don't know. I, and also it's, it's literally like two notes, but like strummed in a kind of a weird pattern. So, I mean, like, I don't know, even relaying ring out probably wouldn't have worked out too well. You know, if I said that I loved it, you'd be like, yeah, no, it sounded like shit. I hated how I hated it. Um, but yeah, yeah. Did you not just say a couple of weeks ago that like, oh, I love our dynamic on the show. I hate it. You love it. Vice versa. Yeah. Well, time times have changed, buddy. Uh, I did like the beat. It does Tweets sound have changed. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I like the beat. Sounds programmed, but like I like the electronicness of it. I feel like it works here. Well, I mean, a lot of metric is electronic based. They have a real drummer, obviously, but just like they started as just a keyboard and drum machine, essentially. Because there's some some songs in here. I'm like, oh, that's definitely someone playing. But then other ones, I'm like, I feel kind of bad for the drummer sitting there going, boop, hitting the button and then just sitting there waiting for his time to maybe hit a cymbal. That are live, like maybe the, instead of doing the program, they just he does it live. Hmm that's also a thing i don't know i haven't seen metric i've been i've had three opportunities to see them live and i've never seen them live so i kind of regret it i, I do i do eventually want to go see them but we, so maybe one day i can actually tell you yeah one day <laughs> um i do like how noisy the the bass and synth are throughout the verse i think it sounds cool and when i say noisy it's not that it's abrasive but mm-hmm. it's uh it's definitely kind of has like a messy fuzziness to it uh so i kind of like the way that sounds it's kind of like how you thought about a uh, satellite mind you know like that lower kind of buzzy bass. Yeah. It's, it's kind of the same idea in this one, except on a much faster pace. Mm-hmm. So I, I do like that. I think it sounds cool. Um, the the acoustic in, well, I said the bridge, but I'm pretty sure, um, although I wrote on my sheet here, the acoustic bridge in the bridge works really well. It's like, no, first, first off, redundant. Second off, it's not the bridge, it's the pre-chorus. When she's like singing a little faster before the chorus, and mm-hmm. then you just hear the acoustic kick in. I really like that. Uh, that works really well. Uh, it 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 kind of builds this like dramatic feeling that pays off in the chorus. So I don't know. Just I'm I'm liking the pacing of the song. I'm liking the structuring of it, and the course not being super grand is still a good payoff. Speaking of the structure of the song, there is a shit ton of repetition of lyrics here, and I'm starting to see that as a pattern. Uh, there are only two verses with two unique lines, and then the rest of the song is just chorus or an extension of the chorus. It is a long song for just repeating the chorus and more and more, more and more. More and more and more and more and more and more. more I'd listen to this if I didn't have control of the tunes. Like, I, I actually thought it was interesting, though, because, like, I like the intricacies of the harmonies in that part because she keeps, like, adding some, taking away some, everything like mm-hmm. that. It made that part more enjoyable. Yes, I could see why it would be annoying because of the repetition, <laughs> but yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I was trying to find something to like about it, and I, I noticed the harmonies and that they add some of the, uh, the, chorus, uh, the, the chorus instrumentals on it as well. So mm-hmm. I found things I liked about it. Still not, like, my absolute favorite track, but there's, like, there's a lot I do enjoy about it, so... I wouldn't. I I would listen to it even if I had control of the uh, songs. I I'd like to think that you're like, oh, I have to find something I like about this, and it came to like the last minute, and you're like, okay, Chris, I got the, you got this, you got to find something. You're like, okay, yeah, that sounds fine. Let's write that down. <laughs> 
that kind of reminds me of uh, Black Crows last week. How in the last, Ouch. although except for, except for the for the spoiler alert, I guess how in that last bit of the last song there, I heard it suddenly pick up. I was like, okay, I'm not interested, but let's see what's happening. Oh, it's yeah. still not interesting. Okay, and I took my head. So <laughs> just waiting for that last minute. But in this one, like I found something I liked about it, other than like that Black Crow song, which uh, "Stare It Cold." That was the name. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this one though, yeah, I I I enjoyed the way this one went. I'm fine with it. Fair enough. Cool. Let's move on now to number six. Give me sympathy. Okay, this is the only metric song I could hear. Like. I could hear it and I actually knew it was them. As soon as it started, I was like, I know this song. I totally have heard the song before. Oh, you have, do you, yes. Do you know if this was the lead single? No, Help On My Live was technically oh. the lead single, although this one might have been the second single, like probably the bigger Shit. one, probably, I would imagine. This is the one that I definitely 100% have heard before. So, I mean, it's got that going for it. I've always liked the beat of the song because it has that hi-hat snare disco feel that I love so much so as soon as that kicks in i'm like okay you just knocked yourself up a point point and a half just for that well and actually now that i'm thinking about it though um this song out of every other single on the album got the heaviest radio rotation. oh my god did it ever so yeah that's probably why you <laughs> you've heard it the most and are the most familiar with it yeah oh heck yes like I don't even th- I don't even think Help I'm Alive got as much radio play as like this one did, and that was the first single. So mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, I was just trying to remember the order of things and how singles dropped and everything like that. I don't remember, but regardless, so I guess I'm kind of digressing here. Uh, but yeah, it's a very fun, energetic track, and it like it does. It's easy to drift to though. Um, it I, I say that kind of weary a little, uh, I suppose. Because it does sound similar to some of the other tracks on the album. I'm kind of getting that little bit of a deja vu feeling. Uh, <laughs> but the chorus is still fun in its presentation. And it is catchy enough. But, like, there's something that feels, like, a little lacking about it. Oh, yeah? Um, and, I mean, maybe it's the instrumentals. Like, because, I mean, the vocals are just the vocals pretty much the same all the way through the track. Uh, it could be the instrumentals. But there's just something from making it feel truly full. Like, it feels like it's just got some empty space that could be filled up in there. So... Maybe it's just me. I don't know, but that's just how I felt about it. Um, I didn't notice any of that. I did know note that it sounds like there's some substance here, but it's really just one verse and a bunch of choruses. Not to say I don't like it. It does feel like there's more than that. So maybe it's just they've re-wrapped their sort of, um, I don't know, rewrapped another song and was like, here, it's a new song. And then everyone's like, yay, new song. But it actually sounds like a new song. You know what I mean? I don't know. It, it's, it follows the same sort of method that the other ones do. But I found this one much more enjoyable and digestible personally. Um, not much else for me to say aside from I found it a good sounding song. And I would listen to this, period. Well, once again, you already did. Congratulations. Yes. Thank it worked, you. Works really cut up for you this week. Just so you know, I got four more I'd listen to this when. So I mean, if that wasn't a pattern already. Well, I was gonna say you usually have some sort of theme each week when you're done talking about songs like you rate a danceable score. I would listen to this XYZ. This gives me yeah. imagery of yeah. like those kinds of things. So this week is just like, yeah, I would listen to this if. Uh, there is one, and I'm not going to say which one clearly, but uh, I'd totally listen to this if I wanted to give a 10 out of 10 danceable score. 
<laughs> so we we really crossed paths there. Interesting. And looking at the rest of the list here, I'm wondering what it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, my only my my bigger issue with the song though is probably the ending and how it just dragged on just a little too long. Like the song technically ends around the three minute mark, and then it's yeah. like nearly a minute of just like atmospheric ring out. And I like it didn't need to be that long. You do not need a like unless there's more going on uh, with this ring out or like even if it's a fade out, that's fine. Yeah. But like it's just one solid sound just kind of going out. It's like twenty seconds, thirty seconds most. Like but a whole minute's just like I, I wanted. I was I Manually the first couple going forward. The first couple of so, uh, times I listened to this album, like uh, just for this review that is because I've listened to this album before. Like I just kept skipping i was like okay next song whatever but like for actually reviewing it i sat through the whole thing i'm just like i didn't need to sit through that i didn't miss anything and it didn't like i didn't feel like good and like airy and happy listening to it it's just kind of like you didn't have to make this a whole extra minute (laughs) yeah yeah going at the runtime of the record are we noticing that there's only 10 songs on the record it's like what between 40 and 45 minutes i think for the it's like 42 thing. i think it was something like that it definitely feels like that they were trying to get their money's worth they could have put it under 40 it would have been fine there's some great albums under 40 minutes there really is yeah like what king crimson and the court of the Crim- oh. crimson king there you go jesus i was gonna say and one that wasn't only released on vinyl in the 70s 60s. But there you go. Uh-huh. 60s. There, beat right. you to it. You got me on that one. Tail end of the 60s. Fantastic album. Best prog rock album ever. Maybe even. All right. Song number seven, Collect Call. You I like Collect the, Call from. I like the keyboard and guitar together at the beginning. Sounds super dreamy. I like it a lot. Um, side note, you just saying collect call. Um, trying to describe what a collect call is to a 16 year old in 2023 is one of the hardest things to do yeah when you had to go to a phone booth (laughs) dial zero then the phone number and then you have to say your name after the beep so the person who picks up can hear you have a collect call from come pick me up at main street yeah (laughs) we'd like to we'd like to know if you'd like to accept the call and if you accept the call it's like what 25 50 cents on the phone bill yep yep that's that's what I do though. Like if I was like if when I was young and I just knew I needed to p- be picked up somewhere really quick, it's like, come pick me up at this place, and then that's it. Like that's all I'd say. And then suddenly, like 15 minutes later, a car shows up. Oh my god, I've never actually have done that, but I've seen the the TV commercials. I'm like, that would be fun, but I never really well, had the opportunity. The way I did it was the way to cheat around it, so that way they didn't have to pay for the call oh, yeah, because you, like, you just don't accept it. You just you know you know who it is. You know where I am. Just show up. Yep. Although it's funny because what if they're like, I'm drunk, I can't. It's like, <laughs> I'm sitting there for, for like an hour, I'm like, do I have to collect, call them again? Yeah. Seriously, hurry up, me. Main Street. <laughs> yep. Oh my God. That shit's funny. Uh, I, I I don't miss that. And I don't miss phone booths because just think about how many people touched those and probably spit and sneezed all over them. And we touched them ahead of them on our faces. Yeah. And so we many survived. The, so many of the booths were either get out of the wind in the, the winter or they would smell like piss constantly. I I actually saw a guy piss on a payphone once. Disgusting. Like middle of the goddamn night and there was just some dude who just walked in the phone booth and you just like I couldn't see it because it was across the street but you just noticed like the the, the bright yellow lighting on the ground yeah. and around his shoes got darker as if a shadow was growing. So yeah, he was definitely pissing on the phone. I was like I'm so glad I didn't have to call anybody. That's disgusting. This was like five to ten years ago, somewhere in that range too. So it wasn't super long ago. 
Anyways, quite call by metric. Great. <laughs> Great story. I know, right? Thank you. Pat on the back. <laughs> uh i appreciate the quiet atmosphere of the verses at the very least you were kind of already uh you already kind of mentioned that a little bit yeah uh but for the most part it's just uninteresting like there's this is another song that doesn't really have a lot going on to it it has like this quiet dance style beat and it just makes it feel like it doesn't really know what it wants to be so like i don't know this song has an identity crisis in like the most minor way (laughs) i i definitely get that um I found it very simple sounding song, no huge production or like intricate stylings. The ending doesn't mip. Oh my God. Okay. So speaking of the, the end, I'm just going to jump straight to the end because I don't really have much for this one. Um, Speaking of how give me sympathy ended. uh, I don't care much for how this one ended. Uh, The ending doesn't mimic the beginning and doesn't start off the next track. So I'm a little confused as to what is supposed to, what it is supposed to signify aside from just a telegraph. Yeah. You're talking about like the very end of this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can't collect call on a telegraph. A collect telegraph then, whatever. It it doesn't make sense to me. And it just, it didn't like, it didn't feature in the song, didn't feature at the beginning. It just seemed place philly random yeah why can this song be like telephone line by elo where it starts with this uh, the sound of like you're waiting like you can hear the phone ringing waiting for someone to pick up yeah you could just had that sound going at the beginning and then yeah. start the song and it would have been fine and then at the end of this song it's your beep 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 it's like yeah, one of those types of things you know that's actually kind of cool yeah because then it's like the uh the pay phone like handle just swinging there with the beeping because someone hung up or you just hear you just hear it's like emily would like you to accept this collect call do you accept it? and then you hear a click and the song's over because <laughs> they just hung the fuck up oh okay well that goes along with my last note i'd listen to this when i'm ultra super depressed <laughs> when you've when you were trying to make a free collect oh, call to somebody no and they hung up me. on you oh no so you know you gotta walk home for like 10 miles now in the rain it was clear skies but now it's pouring rain yeah as soon as you leave the phone booth you feel that first drop on like your forehead and you're just like hopefully that was it i'm starting (laughs) to think we should just be cinematographers instead all this imagery right yeah another thing i mentioned commissions on the show before but i'll commission someone if you could take make a compilation like an animated compilation of every single time we've given imagery to a song and like animate it yeah, God, that'd be so cool. I would love that. I don't know how much money I have in my bank account, but I'd be willing to pay you somehow. I okay. This is completely unrelated to this, but it it has to do with the show. So when we did the Krung Bin episode, and my number one song, spoiler, uh, Evan yes. find Evan finds the third room. Yes. So this case, I have an idea of an animation to that song. And I don't know if I want to spoil it here or if I actually I need to find someone who can do it because I see it so vividly in my head and it matches the song so well. Well, why don't you pitch the idea to the band and maybe they'll get it done for you? Oh, my God. <laughs> they probably dig it. it I don't ma- know. Oh, my God. It makes me laugh every single time I think about it. But maybe maybe you'll see this up on uh on TikTok one of these days. And you're like, what the hell is this? And it's just the animation to the song. But uh, but I've I've thought of that I've thought of hiring somebody but uh, I don't know where to start so uh, I would 
Don't start on Fiverr. Apparently, yeah. a lot of people are rip getting ripped off on Fiverr these days. So don't no, do that. Uh, yeah. Just I don't know. Find the arts community somewhere. And uh, who's good at web-based animation? Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. So, something along the lines of that. But anyways, collect call. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the chorus enough in the song, I guess. But uh, I don't. I don't like how it stays the same each time you hear it in this song. Like this. This song is like a flat road and doesn't really pique my interest. Kind of like before. Uh, how I mentioned that with uh, the other song. I don't even remember the name of now because it's, <laughs> I forgot. Uh, what was it? Twi Twi Twilight Galaxy. There you go. That was it. Yeah. I think. Anyways, it doesn't really matter. The idea was this one felt like a flat road. Uh, wasn't super drawn in by it. And as you had mentioned, yes, another very drawn out ending. And that's two songs in a row now. And like this, this deserved that stretched out ending less than gimme sympathy did, yes and that didn't even deserve it either so the fact that this is like if you if you know what integers are this is the negative number <laughs> like so yep. that it, 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 it was a confusing choice you're allowed to have quiet songs album it's fine but just like don't run the album time as long as you can you don't have to if anything write another song with all that time yeah. you you that's two minutes now nearly two minutes that they could have used to write a short song for so i mean 11 songs one actually they there technically is an 11th song on a album called black sheep it got cut and then used in scott pilgrim versus the world interesting oh i just shook my camera because i hit my table oops uh oh show's ruined someone just had a seizure because my camera went nuts uh -oh. all right so number eight moving on now front row i like the energy from the beginning does that say I, I can't write this. Read, read your book report properly. Uh, I like the energy from the from the beginning. From the from the. Um, there's not much here that I didn't really get earlier in the album, especially the repetitious lyrics. And it's not that it's like, oh, she's saying the same thing. No, it's just it's it doesn't give me anything while I'm listening to the whole song. It's going back to the you wrote a chunk of a song and then you just kind of stamped it a couple times, couple more choruses, and then there's your song. And that's, it's kind of wearing on me now. Well, it's a good thing. There's only 10 songs on this album. Though. Yes. Uh, I do like the tone of this song though a lot. I like the lower tones, the overdrive guitar that made it interesting for me. So I do enjoy that. Mm -hmm. uh, and the course is fairly simple too, uh, but I think it's still kind of effective. It's still not the most exciting, but definitely better than the, last previous two tracks mm -hmm. this this song is somewhere in the middle of like being more energetic and like high energy that's kind of redundant too god i'm so good for that today it's it, somewhere in the middle of being high energy and still very low-key uh so i don't know i enjoy that much about it where you it's kind of like shoegaze where it's like th there's a lot of things th there's a lot going on but at the same time you don't have to like uh get too involved with it uh, I only have a couple more notes uh, for this one. I'm starting to hate the song structure. I don't even know. Maybe this is why I never got into their music. I'd listen to this if I didn't have a choice. <laughs> Jesus. So brutal. Watch it ends up being like a Black Crow thing where you score it higher than you thought you were going to. <laughs> Probably. I, th I didn't think it was going to be like a, a 75. I thought it was going to be like no higher than the 70 and then it ended up being like 75. Well, for this one, I had no idea, but I knew that like the songs that I knew and that I liked, I liked the songs that I didn't like, I don't like. So after doing the actual scoring, it really could have gone anywhere. So my score at the end, I just 
kind of wrote that and went, okay, okay. You know, kind of same with me too. Like uh, the songs that I really like on this album, like it it shows and it will show in the score. The yeah. songs I didn't like really pulled it back a little bit. So <laughs> right, very interesting. Like, and this I think this is one of the first times where I've chosen an album that I'm familiar with, like pretty much so. And I didn't like praise to high heaven. Yeah. So, uh, I've been trying to do that more. Okay. I'm trying to also, I'm burning through a lot of my favorites anyway. So over the last like four seasons. So I mean, like, oh, it's going to be ones that you only kind of maybe like now. Well, there's, there's a few this season that coming up where I'm just like, Hey, I'm curious to listen to this one again. So like, let's see. Nice. Can't wait to rip on them. Good. <laughs> Although there's one for sure. I think you're really going to like though. Like I, I actually think you're going to like it. I'll tell you awesome. once we're off camera. Excellent. Um, yeah. Aside from a few additional layers in this song uh, that get thrown in, this one's another mostly flat road track. Uh, not a whole lot going on to it. Not terrible though. I do enjoy the sound of it, but not a lot to grab you. I, I definitely agree. It is. Uh, I don't want to say forgettable because I feel like that's a little too harsh and unfair, but it would be one of those. Once you hear it, you have to look down at the, whatever you're listening to and you're like what is this song called again because you're never gonna remember it's just sort of there well i guess up to this point that's why you can see why some of the singles were singles oh a hundred percent. although be yes. although there being six singles like holy shit right <laughs> more than half the album like why why do that i get you want to promote well then just over promote like two or three songs you're fine it's like any Shania Twain album. It's like almost every single song is a single. It's like fucking. It, it uh, might as well just be a greatest hits at that point. It's like fucking uh, Teenage Dream by Carrie, Katy Perry or oh, something. Katie, yeah, 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 yeah. Like th that whole album was essentially just one big single after the other after the other. It just didn't stop. Yeah, exactly. All right, uh, moving on now. Song number nine, the penultimate track of the album, Blindness. This song also follows a similar formula that we've heard so far, but I know I say this every show, we don't do lyrical analysis, blah, 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 but the lyrics that I was listening to, because there aren't very many, like I said, it's very repetitive with lyrics. These ones in this song actually hit me pretty hard, and I fucking hate that. It's, pretty, I hate it. it's an emotional track. It's, it's heavy. Yeah, it, I, it hit me. I hated it. <laughs> I'll say I'll say this much, and maybe this spoils something. I don't know, but like, blindness has always been one of my favorite tracks on this album. Like that, yeah. that okay, that is kind of a spoiler, but <laughs> regardless, it, like the lyrics do play a heavy part in that too. And it's like it's also in their presentation because I know like for the most of the album, she's had like this kind of quieter delivery, like mm -hmm. aside from a few uh, certain parts. But there's something about this one where it feels the most emotional, where it feels like the most passionate in its own way without getting super airy. Yeah, yeah. So, I, mean, I hate that so much, yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's reasons like that and just other parts of the song, which I'll get into in just a moment here, that I, yeah, I've, I've always really liked this one. Uh, this one definitely gives end of album vibes too, so. Yeah. Uh, you you can just feel it with the way it is. It feels kind of sad. You know you're towards the end, but you know there's one last song, so something's bound to happen after this one. Although the album could have ended on this one, so this one would have yes. been fine too. Um, I like how most of the track has a bit of tension in its atmosphere, and I I like it that it gets like it has a really good resolve in the second half of the track, more or less. So like there's another song where it's good at building up, and then boom, big payoff. I actually kind of would have enjoyed if this song stayed slow and solemn. 
I, I don't mind that it picked up, but I think it would have fit as well if it had just sort of stayed and kind of, I don't know, emotionally intense, I guess. And I can't explain the feelings that this song gives me like this close to the end. Like, damn, why are you doing me like that? <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. I was in such a good mood when I came into this album. You fucking killed me. Holy shit. Like I, there's just something about it that hurts my heart. Um, but it does give me kind of yeah, 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 maps vibes in certain parts of this song. I'm pretty sure they were friends with that band. I think at one point, actually, Emily and Jimmy uh, bunked up with members of the IES and TV on the radio. If I, I think oh. I read that on Wikipedia. So how much that's true, I don't know. But so yeah, maybe they just like all had a big influence on each other. You know? Yeah, yeah, interesting. Although they're two American bands, so that's strange. <laughs> I I definitely listen to this while ugly crying on the floor. Fair enough. Yes. <laughs> Um, I do like how, like you mentioned how you, you kind of wish it stayed like Solomon kind of like yeah. emotional through that. I do like how things kind of get gradually added to the first half. And then the second half, like there's that payoff again, the drums kick in with guitars and everything like that. I, I do like that because first off, like, again, it, it feels like a good payoff because if it was just that emotional thing through the entire track, I don't know if it would have hit as heavy, like maybe it could have even worn off a little bit. And also I think a big part of the emotional hit for me is the ending too, even after the drums and everything, because it goes with that one final like little stretch of the like last couple lines of lyrics and yeah. then her like holding those sustained notes and everything like that. I really like that part because it does add a lot more emotion to the track and it actually kind of gives a feeling of warmth too, like despite how heavy the song can be. So I don't know, like th this, yeah, you're right. Like, I don't know how to explain how I feel about this song, but I've always yeah. just enjoyed this one. This one's fantastic. Uh, really good um, last hurrah at the end of the song there after the uh, quicker pace parts and everything like that. So yeah, that's all I can really say about it. I, do, I really enjoyed this one. I already kind of spoiled it anyway, so it's all good. I, I feel like uh, the, the way that I guess to maybe put uh, words to how it makes me feel is if something's happening around you you're not really paying much attention you know your sort of eyes are wandering you're everywhere whatever but if someone like looks at you someone you respect and maybe of some sort of authority looks you in the eye and is like okay look at me and pay attention that's what this song says to me where i just sit there and i'm like okay you got you got me and it's just like you kind of stare forward as you're just taking everything in you're not distracted by anything you're full it forces you to be immersed into the song and i like it it's good well i know this album has a lot of emotional touches on it because um this i think i mentioned this off camera last week up to this point this was like metrics most quote-unquote mature record Ooh. uh because everything was like pretty dancey before this not saying it didn't have its own emotion at certain points but like this was definitely the more mature record and like she was just starting to overcome drugs and alcohol at this point oh. uh, i think her father just died and he was like a huge mentor in her life so like that was like a, a brutally heavy hit for her and i think help me i'm I'll help him alive might have to do with that actually if i'm not oh, mistaken uh, these are things I, I didn't read recently but i read a long time ago so i, I might be mismatching my information here so anyone who knows please correct me but yeah i think that's it but regardless like so a song like this kind of fits on the album because like just of the emotional toll she was going through at the time interesting all righty then uh let's move on to the the big last hurrah of the entire thing no, song number 10 stadium love 
Oh my god, this is the one that I was dancing like a moron to. Yeah, you haven't mentioned um, it yet. It's like it's gotta be this one then. Oh my god. Like, and I normally say this at the end of my list, but yeah, I would totally listen to this if I wanted to give a 10 out of 10 danceable score. That fucking ooh, ooh, ooh. I can't I can't get over that. That's fucking catchy as shit. Yeah, oh it, really, it really is. And like, it has that very stadium rock feeling. Oh chorus. my God. And I mean, like fitting because of the name of the song. I bet it would be so much fun to hear live. And it is a pretty fun song to have as, at the last, have as the last track, regardless of what came before it. It's still pretty fun. I, I do mention the ending, actually, too. I said that I really dig the ending in this song just because, like, this feel I did write this. This is what it would sound like if, uh, no, this this feels like what you would hear as, as the cl- closeout to the show. Uh, they bow to the crowd, walk off stage, people go nuts. I would say maybe go a little longer f- with the noise uh, for the show, but for the album, the length of it works fine. Yeah, I I agree. It's a very energetic end to the album, especially a pickup coming off of Blindness. So, like, this, like, as much as I think Blindness probably could have ended the record, like, this feels like the appropriate, like, we want to leave you on a high note. Like, we do, Metric doesn't want to leave you sad. Maybe Emily Haynes in the Soft Skeleton does, but Metric yeah. doesn't want to leave you sad. So, they'll pick you up one more time and send you on your way in, like, this, a very just, like, crowd-pleasing arena rock-style song. So, it definitely works. Yeah, I I don't have literally anything else to say about this other than I like it super catchy. I really like the loud and deep, real drums. I found that really nice because it was definitely discernible that it was someone playing. It felt, I don't know, it, it brought me up. If my mood was at a six out of 10 after listening to this, it was like an eight to an eight and a half. Yeah, so, a couple of points. That's, that's, yeah. that's noteworthy. Yeah, it was a bop. There you go. Yeah, because, um, yeah, this is great end of album type track. Uh, I really dig the verses, too, with, like, the ringing out instruments while she's singing on top of it. And then they kind of, like, have their moments, like, in between her vocals. And it's, like, a very super punchy drum beat. You already kind of, like, alluded yeah. to that, too. I really like it. The vocal melody is also super catchy, so that grabs you a lot, too. There's just a lot to enjoy about the song. But, yeah, this is definitely, like, an al- album ender show closer. Like, even to this day, like, you know, how long has it been, like, 13, 14 years since this album's been, yeah, 14 years since this album's been out, like, this could still be a show ender and I'd be fine with it. It doesn't sound, like, this song in particular does not sound like it came out in 2009. It sounds like it came out, like, five years ago. Apparently, years ago. apparently the Toronto Blue Jays and the Edmonton Oilers of uh, the the MLB and the NHL, respectively, there, uh, have used this song as, like, their home run slash goal scoring songs. Oh. Oh, shit. I was reading Maybe about I've that, too. So. <laughs> I would say if you've been to a Blue Jays game, because yeah. I know that you said you've likely been there. Oh, definitely. I like baseball. Yeah. No, I I probably have heard it then. But and we, regardless. We even think about it, right? So. Yeah. Regardless. Play it over and over. I probably will not get sick of it. It's so much fun. It's going on the playlist. It is going on the playlist. It's already on the playlist. Alrighty then. Well, that brings us to the end of the album then. Ten tracks in the Ooh. sack. Just that easy metric with their 2009 album fantasy. So, hey, thank you very much for making this far through the review with us and, uh, you know, hanging out, listening to our opinions, going off on everything like that. We actually got through it a lot quicker this time than we've been doing it for like the last while. So that's pretty interesting. Now we'll move on to part two of this podcast we, where we rank the song. So above our heads, boom, graphics have changed. There are names, there are numbers. There's going to be more names, song names to be specific because 
as I mentioned, we got to rank the songs now from worst to best, least favorite to favorite, whatever you want to say. We got to do that from 10 to 1 on each side. So uh, this should be interesting. I don't think. Now, last week I said I don't think we're going to get any matches. This week, I'm pretty confident we're not getting any matches. I think we'll get two. Really? Yes. And I think they're going to be farther near the end. Like, <laughs> like, end the, like towards number one type thing? Like a, No, no. Like, oh, like between 10 and 7, I bet we'll have two matches. Maybe, maybe. Because, like, I don't know. You, you said some good things about songs I didn't like, and I said some good things about songs that you seemingly yes. didn't like. So, I don't know. I, I said last week we were getting off too easy. Foo Fighters had five. Oh my had two. Uh, and then last week for Black Crows, we had one match when I said it was going to be zero. Yes. I, I think it's just winding down. We're going to hit zero now. I'm going to say two. I refuse to let it hit zero. So we have to go upswing. Got to hit two. Well, uh, we will see. I would like to hope so. I'd like to, to think this is the season where we just keep consistently nailing Fuck it. Fuck yes. All right, let's get started then. Song number 10, Collect Call. Damn right it is. Okay, 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 fine. <laughs> I knew it. I feel like there's another one, but I'm I'm unsure, but I'm glad we got one. There was just there was just a, a couple songs I thought you would have just liked more than that one, just from the way you were talking about certain things, so I wasn't too nah. sure. Yeah, they're probably all the same. Uh, it's not this one, though, so don't get too excited. Number nine, Twilight Galaxy. Uh, number nine, Front Row. There you go, I told you. Uh, number eight, Give Me Sympathy. Number eight, Twilight Galaxy. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I actually thought you liked Twilight Galaxy more than that. No. I like, not. not top not top half of the album, but I thought like yeah. it would have been like six at least. Nope. Uh, number seven, Help, I'm Alive. Gold Guns Girls. I'll just write gold because I know what that is. Number six, Front Row. Number six, Help, I'm Alive. <laughs> One off. But this time it's you doing it to me and not me doing it to you. I'm catching. I'm trying to catch up. Uh, we can. I mean, we still got a bunch we could match here, but I just I doubt it. I doubt it. That's all. Okay. Prove me wrong, kids. Prove me wrong. Number five, Satellite Mind. Number five, Sick Muse. Okay, well there goes two, three more. <laughs> uh, but it's not this one. Number four, Gold Guns Girls. It is not this one. Blindness. We have one more we can match. And Which I don't think won't. it's it's not going to match. So I we only get yeah. the one song number three. Sick news. Uh, give me sympathy. Give me sympathy for the devil. Song number two. Stadium love. Oh my fucking god, that's amazing. Number two. Stadium love. I thought that was your number one, but the way no, you're phrasing it, holy shit. No, they uh, they both had the same score, but I listened to them back to back, and I like the other one more. Well then, okay. Well, my number one is blindness. Number one, Satellite Mind. Damn. That's I'm a good surprise. I'm getting good with these calls, I think. Okay, okay, so yeah, like I, I said zero and I said like we're bound to hit we're bound to crash, but like that the, the tip of the plane touched the ground and it bounced right back up into the sky. There you go. That's exactly how I imagine the line the line chart. Just cannot hit zero. That's it. Stay away from that x-axis. <laughs> but between this week and next week, the wings are gonna break off that plane, it's just gonna smash and explode on the ground. So it's gonna be zeros for like five consecutive episodes. We've done that before. It sucks. <laughs> That's me knocking on wood. I really hope that's not the case. Uh, I don't think it's a real wood. This isn't even real wood. Oh, no, this looks is like veneer. Uh, I, I have my guitars fine. over there, but I'm not even going to worry about it. You already did it for me. Yeah. Alrighty then. Well, I mean, hey, two matches. Definitely going to live with that. So uh, that just looks better on our matching thing that we do on Instagram there. So that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. 
But now let's see how I, I, I have a feeling we didn't closely match our album ratings. So we're <laughs> going to find that out right now. So, hey, swish over there. Alrighty then, the album rating screen, here we are, my goodness, so, so many things to look at as per usual, and there's only more ever being added because, like, this hasn't reset since day one. I mean, it looks diff <laughs> it looks different than it did in day one, but I mean, it's everything is still here. Yeah, I I, I don't even know. This, the B tier is just, it's it's too much. And Menacing. I'm very, I'm very fearful that this one is going to nestle itself in there. It and not because be I don't want it to, because I don't want I don't want you to push down any of my A tier choices. But I also, hey, I gotta keep what I got, okay? And what I got is not very much. But I just don't really want to add this to the B tier. So if you could just like lower your score to C, that would be fantastic. It do be looking menacing, huh? Oh <laughs> Funny joke. Oh god. Uh, yeah, I was. I was gonna say it about a minute ago, but you kept talking. <laughs> Oh, wow. Is that what that's like? Well, anyways, last week we did uh, Black Crows. That starts with a B, and that's also where it ended up in the B tier. Yeah. Pr pretty close to the top. I'm still, I, I threw up that the fact that it was uh, still better <laughs> than Mets. I, 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 I felt yeah. dizzy and sick for like days after that. <laughs> uh, I don't doubt that at all. You are looking a little pale, but your color's coming back. So good on you. It's been a while, too. I got a Mets poster behind me. You can't run on a camera right now, so it doesn't even matter, anyways. So, yeah, okay, so now we got to figure out where Metrics Fantasies is going to go. Uh, this should be interesting because, of course, you're going to go first. I honestly didn't want to do this album solely because if I didn't care for the band while it was on Canadian radio, I really felt like I wouldn't care for it if I had to listen to an entire album. It took a few listens, but the songs higher on my list today are definitely getting some replays. And I shocked myself, my parents, and every one of my ancestors by rating or by uh, scoring this seventy-seven point eight zero. That's not bad at all. I, it's not, and that's what I'm surprised about. I thought it was going to be bad, but like after actually listening to it, I'm like, oh fuck! Like, okay, this you got some some good songs on here. I never thought that. I like how you just assume it's going to be bad. I'm not going to do that with. I don't ever do that to the albums you do, except for. I think I did it for the Buggles for sure. <laughs> <laughs> right? But then you uh, it, hear it and you're like, this is awesome. Wow, it, she was really onto something. And there might be one I think you have on the list up in the future that I, <laughs> I, I already have uh, some bad things to it's say. But good. It's we, good. If we're thinking about the same one. But anyway, 77.80, not bad. So that uh, it, it do be on that tier list, though, because uh, my score, though, very dead even 80. I A tiered it. So that brings Dang. our score to 78.90. 78.90 better. Oh, right around the Black Crows. It is better than Cynic, but not as good as Mets. Mets does it again. <laughs> so it's better than Cynic, not as good as Mets. That, that feels weird to say, because like on my own personal scale, metric wouldn't be better than either one of those two. Nope. But that's the problem with having a combined score on the show. 
Okay, then. That's it. That's Metrics Fantasies. You heard our song rankings. You heard the album rating. You hear everything that we've got to say about it. So, boom, thank you very much for joining us and making it this far. Uh, glad that you did. And we hope that you also listened to the album. Have you heard it before? Uh, did you just listen to it again? Have you never heard it before? What did you think about it? How would you rank the songs? How would you rate the record? Do you agree or disagree with us? Let us know any and all of your thoughts down in the comments below wherever you're listening, be it audio or video. It doesn't matter. It's comment sections everywhere. Let us know on our social medias at Rate the Record Podcast. That's found on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Threads now. That new one, as I mentioned uh, previously in the previous Ooh. episode. And it's on the screen, too. Video viewers, you can see it uh, up on the left side of the screen somewhere. Anyways, uh, yeah, do all that. So check out RateTheRecord.ca because that's where you can find all those links for all the audio and video streaming, all the social media, the RTR Club, five bucks a month, and you get a bunch of bonus stuff, too, and uh, early access to stuff like an early access to this episode, for example, and a whole bunch more, too, so check that out. And request albums. All of that found at RateTheRecord.ca. Oh, and merch, too. Yes, merch, of course. Uh, I would show you my coffee mug, but it's in the dishwasher, which holds up very well in the dishwasher and is at a very affordable price if you go to RateTheRecord.ca and buy a mug and be just like me. Are you saying that you've uh, washed it several times and the paint's not coming off, so it's actually good quality? That is exactly what I said. I, I even have smashed it against a brick wall. Nothing. Not even a scratch. Uh, you can't make that promise. Well, it was one of those, like one of those boards that had brick painted on it, but it doesn't matter. You're not supposed to give away the secrets. Yeah, it's like infomercial. Then it's false advertising though. Okay, fine. I'm on my, I'm I'm on my fourth mug because I couldn't stop smashing it on the brick wall. I just like the way the bits and pieces look on the ground. It's like a stim board for me. Yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, so yeah, you can go ahead and do all those things. I uh, truly appreciate it because once again, we're trying to build that musical community. We want you to be a part of it and we need to build up in the algorithm in order to do that. So please help us out. Greatly appreciate it, especially while that last gas bubble comes up through my throat because that means we should probably wrap this thing up because I've been talking too much. But just before we go, uh, we're going to give you a sneak preview of what to expect next week because I mean, uh, that's what we always do. And thankfully, Savannah's choosing the album so I can stop talking for a moment. It is my choice next week. RVD. That is exactly why I did that. Uh, We have a band that is wildly popular in their home country, but never really did break through internationally because they sing about topics too close to home. Anything else I say will give it away. So good luck. That sounds like it could be a band uh, from like somewhere in like the Middle East or something or like North or South Africa where it's just like just political turmoil. And so just like they do well there, but like nowhere else, because it's like it's it, it's just very much about their stuff. You know, I like the amount of opportunities there are to just guess random bands from different countries. They're so. big in their country, never broke out of it. Like, <laughs> I mean, okay. I, I wasn't sure if I could be any more vague, but I think that's as vague as I can be. Yeah, I hope there's a brutal deathcore band from Madagascar that we can cover on the show one day. Oh, my God. Imagine that. That'd be That'd wild. Be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, until we listen to Brutal Deathcore next week, <laughs> which I guess we're not going to be doing that, uh, you can go ahead and uh, try. first off, try to guess what we're doing next week, and second off, go listen to some awesome music like Metric and the album Fantasies. So until we see you next week, uh, again, listen to awesome music. Take care, friends. Bye-bye. I'm too damn redundant. <laughs> <laughs>